Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm usually your host, Danny V, but today we have something a little different. We're celebrating Words and Nerds' third birthday with hosts, authors, Adrian Beck and Jack Heath. And what's a party without the most fun guests you can find? Also joining us is Matt Cosgrove, Nat Amor, Tristan Banks, Sue Whiting, Jules Faber, Alex Miles, Felice Arena, Nicole Hayes and Mick Elliott. Join us for the mayhem. However, some things need to be seen. So if you want to catch the video, head to the Words and Nerds Facebook page or scroll through Twitter for the link. Enjoy. It's such an honour, Danny, um, to be a part of this amazing podcast you're doing here. And it's just really cool to be talking about this book. You know my work and you've given it a lot of thought and um, I don't normally get such good questions, to be honest. <laughs> Your podcast is the one that I listen to when I want to listen to an interviewer who has actually read the books she's asking questions about (laughs) and asks really interesting, insightful questions about it. And I think that's really special. Thank you for your wonderful questions. It was a good chat. Great chat. You're a good interviewer. So enjoy listening to the podcast. (laughs) That's brilliant what you do. Honestly, I'm so in awe and we need more word nerds like yourself, people that are passionate about books. Welcome to the party. We are here to celebrate three glorious years of the Words and Nerds podcast. We have gathered together some of the best, probably brightest, perhaps, um, guests from past episodes to um, ramble, play games, uh, talk about their work, and so far, argue about whether we are live or not. And, just, uh, <laughs> and we've uh, done that for about 11 minutes. <laughs> discussion that's happened so far. Um, I figure a smart way for mm-hmm. us to, um, to begin this, uh, and by smart, I mean Danny explicitly told mm-hmm. me to do so, uh, would be for um, I and Adrian uh, to introduce ourselves as the hosts so I'll start. I'm Jack Heath. I wrote some books. Over to you, Adrian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've Thank been you, Jack. promoting myself all day. I'm so sick of talking about <laughs> my work. So uh, you get a very short intro from no. that. Love you, Jack. I like it. It's, uh, yes. Thank you, Jack. It's uh, the Words and Nerds third, third birthday, Ron. How exciting is that? And look at all these, look at all these stars that have joined us. We've got pirates. We've got some sort of cat operator. We've got, uh, we've got James Bond. Ooh, Matt. We've got a wrestler and we've got someone's come as Tristan Bank. Yoda's arrived too. How exciting is this? <laughs> Who wouldn't want to celebrate the Words and Nerds third birthday of this fabulous podcast? Uh, we've got everyone here and we're going to go around uh, and we're going to all introduce ourselves. But so that it's not too much like a boardroom where you introduce yourself and, uh, you know, it's really boring and everyone hates it and everyone really just don't want it, doesn't want it to come to them. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, talk about what we're best known for and then <laughs> we're going give to give everyone a fun fact about ourselves. Um, and pretty much it's going to be exactly like, you know, when you're in a boardroom. But I was just trying to make it feel like it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to my, to my right, but probably uh, to no one else's right, <laughs> is Nat Amor. So Nat Amor, we're going to go with you first. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Viking. Uh, well, I'm Nat Amor. Um, and what were the things we were supposed to do? I've forgotten already. <laughs> Tell us what you're best oh, known I'm for. I'm best known for being the only idiot that dresses up at a dress-up party. <laughs> uh, I've been known once or twice to go over the top a little bit with the dress-up mm-hmm. compared Never. to the other people that turn up in a last-minute hat. <laughs> and 
And I, um, I don't know, what's something about me? Oh, I'm 40 years old and I still suck my thumb. Mm. <laughs> you, you do suck your thumb. <laughs> Is that where the scar came from? Yeah, I tried to get the whole fist in there. <laughs> Can I just say hello to the awesome people who are actually watching this? Ben Hobson, co-host, legend for the feedback sessions. Oh, yes. Hello. Lara Kane Gray. We see her on Facebook's Charming Language. She's awesome. And R.W.R. Yeah, charming lady. I love Rob so much. Hi, Rob. Love you. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Uh, Hanadi and Nathan J. Phillips. Hey, dude. Danica McKenzie and Matthew and Felicity, all complete legends. Thank you. Hope you've got a beverage. Lara wrote my all-time favourite review of Hunter and it's the review that I have saved in my, like, bookmarks in case I ever get cancelled. It's like <laughs> the one that sort of proves my lefty progressive credentials. So if I ever get cancelled, I just need to point to that review and go, like, she's a legit doctor of something. something. <laughs> you can't cancel me. A doctor said I was cool. <laughs> Hashtag I stand with Jack. Hey, uh, now, Jack, we know about you. You've introduced yourself. Danny V, of course, is the star of the show because it's the third birthday. Everyone knows Danny V. What a legend. So we're going to leave her to last. But the next one next to Jack, according to my framework, which might be completely different to anyone else, is Felice Arena. Felice. Hello. Hello, lovely people. Hello. This is hotter than it looks. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> that's that true, Felicia. You are hot in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hot's not the word that comes uh, to mind. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> um, what am I known for? Uh, the author with the tough name to pronounce. Yes. For anyone who doesn't know, it's Felice. Felice. But Felice. I like Felice. You said it's Felicity watching at the moment, so a big yes. shout-out to Felicity. Mm. I have been introduced as Felicity and... Mm. Felicity of Lice. Uh, what else am I known for? Uh, hey, you're known for winning an award today. Oh, yes, you yes. are. Congratulations. Yes, what, it doesn't feel right in this week, right? Yes, the Graham Davies citation, which was a really lovely recognition. That was from the Yabber Awards. Very well exciting. Yabber Awards, yes. Yes. Um, and what else? What else did you want to know? <laughs> Just, uh, that, that's probably enough, that's to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Adrian. Hey, Jack, who do you want to go to next? Um, uh, how about we go to Nicole Hayes, um, my good friend from a festival a few years back. Always lovely to see her. Now, she was wearing a, uh, a football scarf. What was your team and did it win? Seriously? No. Uh, no and, uh, yeah, really no. We didn't even make the finals, bless. Um, in fact, it's probably bad luck to even have it on now. Um, so, yes, no. I'm – well, <laughs> I just – I do. I have a lot of superstitions, but um, oh, I'm really? probably known for, uh, well, I write YA books. I've got a bunch yes. of them. I'm pointing as though you can see them. I'm not sure that you can. <laughs> Let's pretend. No. Um, and but football seems to be the thing that keeps coming back and will never leave me alone. Um, so I also wrote this with one of the, the gentleman over there with the funny hat on, which is... <laughs> which one? Which one? It could be any of us. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, Mr. Beck, um, yes. we've got a couple of those little legends books out as well. So, yeah, so I don't think the football's going anytime soon. Before and we cut away from you, tell us about one of your superstitions. Yes, tell yes. us. Um, well, I cannot, even if we are winning by, like, I've got a cut off of 50 points, but even if we're winning by 50 points, I can't leave before the end of the game. Really? So it doesn't matter how much we're winning by, I have to be there right till the end just in case something bizarre happens, you know. like What if you lose? Out. 
Yeah, I was going to ask that too. What are you losing? Do you stay? I know. Well, no, you can't leave then because that's just bad sports. Ah, You just never leave. (laughs) Just don't leave. I know. And I spend a lot of time in traffic as a result. (laughs) Yeah. So um, why don't we move across to Sue Whiting now? Wonderful to see you, Sue. Nice hey. to see you. What are you known for? Do you have any superstitions? Tell us an interesting fact. I'm known, obviously, as the other pirate, probably the hotter pirate. I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's not for you to say, but yes. It's a pretty hard choice. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm probably known for being around a very long time and being kind of ancient in this group, I don't know. No, um, Jules yeah. is way older. Yeah. Oh, probably Jules, of course. Jules <laughs> is in his 70s. I've killed more men than time. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know where he is now. <laughs> I have no superstitions, not really, except for the one where I have to wear those special underpants on special occasions. But apart from that... Me too. <laughs> The same pair? Yeah. Oh, and I like champagne. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Yes. It's weird there was that... there's that thing where the, the invitation was like, bring a brewski. And then I'm like, yeah, but children's authors don't drink. So what do we do? You put it in a mug. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just like oh Obviously. Yeah. Get up. Mug it up. Shall we throw to next, Adrian? Oh, uh, well, one of my favourite people in this whole group. Uh, I've got a mug too. Uh, showing off now. Uh, one of my favourite people in this whole group. Uh, it's time to get to him. Uh, and his name is not Tristan Banks, it's Matt Cosgrove. <laughs> oh, that was oh, mean, Adrian. You look stunning, Matt. <laughs> Thank you for dressing Matt, oh. you should do toothpaste ads. <laughs> you, have, you look fantastic. You've got he a does. killer smile. I think he does in Japan, doesn't he? <laughs> Only from a distance, not up close, but yeah, from a distance there's something... Yeah, so it used to be called Teeth or Colgate, anything like that. So I'm waiting for those lucrative toothpaste commercial offers to come in. So well, yeah. you've heard it here first, Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And you're known for Macca, yeah? That's pretty much it, yeah. So, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. I'm known for Macca the alpaca. I've peaked. That's my thing. And I'm so happy. <laughs> I love drawing Macca. And I'm ecstatic that other people want to read the books. So... Yeah, happiest guy in the world and super happy to be here to celebrate Words and Nerds third birthday party. Very, very uh, You also draw a pl- pretty bloody good robot. It does have to be said. You have a good, good robot game. Drawing robots is fun as well, yeah. <laughs> and ninjas. You draw some good ninjas too. And let's not forget your llamas. I know, I know. I've diversified. Llamas, you know. That's me. I'm crazy. I'm out of control. You know, what, what's next? You know, a camel? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll reel it back. You're wild, man. That's Matt. Uh, that's a wonderful Matt Cosgrove. Now, my old mate, uh, who's, who's awesome, uh, and she seems to have grown cat ears in the, uh, in the few hours since I saw her last at the Yabber <laughs> Awards ceremony this morning. Alex Miles, how are you going? Hey, hey I'm good. Happy birthday, Danny. This is Yay. so exciting. <laughs> I'm, I feel like, Matt, I'm just the happiest girl. We are uh, starting out of lockdown tomorrow, so that's exciting. And, um, well done, Victoria. Yes. Thank you. Um, and I'm excited to be here. So thank you for inviting me, Danny. Um, I'm, pro- I'm best known for, that's tough. It is tough. Probably, I would say very annoyingly, 
maybe not best known for, but certainly known for being um, another sibling of someone else. <laughs> Who might that Which be? You can just like pass I, that away. And I've maybe never heard of him going, before. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe um, fun fact is that I realised a couple of years ago um, I'm very, very much right-handed except for eating toast. I will always really? eat toast with my left hand. And then I tried it with my right hand one day and I'll, it just Got felt it really strange. That is a fun <laughs> fact. Yeah. I can't remember how I worked that out, but I definitely always will eat toast with my left hand. Wow. <laughs> fun fact. Crazy <laughs> fact. But congratulations <laughs> to your anonymous sibling for the Yabba Award today. Oh, so thank you. Shout out. Yes, there you go. And now back to the man who needs no introduction. Just going to see who jumps in. Listen, <laughs> thanks. How are you? Oh, right. Yes, very good. Um, I'm known for this weird thing of sort of writing sort of semi-serious books and also being slimed and having muffins thrown at me and being dunked and stuff uh, on regular occasions and also being pranked by Adrian Beck on a what? regular basis. Scandalous. Uh, These are lies. Fake news, everyone. Deeply annoying. See, I didn't, I didn't think I was a gullible person until Beck came into my life and then now every time I turn around, there's something and he, I've, I think I've won a prize and then I realise I haven't. And then oh, no. Today at the Yabber Awards, I was pretty much sure that Adrian had set the whole thing up with John Marsden in the room and stuff and that it was the most elaborate prank ever. Um, and I'm still a little bit suspicious. But, um, so. Now, we should say, though, that you won the uh, Yabber Award for Year 7 to 9 Detention. Congratulations. Well All right. done. Very good. And Jules Faber um, also won a Yabber Award today. Yeah. And almost everyone here was nominated for Yabber Awards. We pretty much owned the Yabber Awards among the sort of Brady Matt, Brothers. we love you. Speaking of Jules Faber, though, uh, he seems to have grown some uh, marvellous nasal hair in, in the few <laughs> minutes that we were talking to Tristan. Jules, yes, congrats on your yabber as well. Thank you. Well done. Thank you, dear fella. That's very impressive. That, uh, that didn't work at all. And in, in my view, I'm sitting right next to, to Nat, so she's all vikinged up. <laughs> very Game of Thrones. Streaks and obliques. That's right. That could become yes, what you're known for in the future, Jules. Well, because I wanted, I wanted Nat to know that she wasn't the only one who came in costume. I just had lots of different ones. Right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Jules is known for his smoking jacket. Where is it, Jules? Uh, it's, uh, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, lovely. <laughs> it's a, what a number that is. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to model it for us now, people. Oh. Ah, now, right. Love it. Actually, oh, that is good. Yeah, you look like Jon Snow, actually. He <laughs> is Game of Thrones. Only ever come across the term smoking jacket in Raymond Chandler novels, so I don't really know what it is. Is it that? Is that a typical one? It's like velour, or... isn't it? I wouldn't have thought it's so. like a dressing no, this, gown. Is, this is my fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> right. mm. Have we talked to Mick Elliott yet? Because no. Mick Elliott has Wait. been waiting politely and he hasn't arced up and he hasn't said any, you know, smart aleck comments like Tristan has. He's just been very well behaved and he's ready to talk. We Mick love you, Elliott. Welcome to the third birthday for the Words and Nerds podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And happy birthday. Look, I am being very reserved um, on this special occasion because, as you guys know, I am only here as part of community service. Um, <laughs> after the last time I was on the podcast, um, things did get a bit dicey. So, look, I am on my best behaviour tonight yes, and uh, I won't arc up. 
I love your t-shirt, Mick. Thank love you. It. I mean, this this isn't going to play so well for the people listening on the podcast, but I am wearing an official <gasps> Word and Nerd oh, podcast t-shirt, oh, wow. um, which, you know, funnily enough, is actually the shirt that I had my mug shot in as well. So <laughs> Google that. Uh, Great publicity. But good publicity. You no know, such thing as bad publicity, as we all know. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I've got to answer some questions. What am I known for? Yes, yeah, uh, so I don't know. A fun I, fact I, or something. Oh well, you know, I wrote wrote some books somehow. Um, managed to uh, work in in TV for years, and then went. Oh, maybe I should you know try to join this amazing community of, of children's book writers, expecting mm. that they were going to come at me with pitchforks, but mm. instead found a lovely you know war, warm embrace. N- none warmer than than Jules in his amazing smoking jacket. I gotta say, <laughs> <laughs> he holds on. He never lets go. It I is can't amazing. wait till we can hug again because I'm gonna hug Jules and his smoking. Oh jacket. yeah, straight straight for the for the yak hair coat. I think. Um, how many yaks did die for that coat? <laughs> did you slay them yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I think they were llamas. Sorry, sorry, Matt Cosgrove. Oh, no, I was going to say, I hope they weren't alpacas. Oh, Matt, you know I would never do that. They were alpacas. <laughs> uh, only, only synthetic alpacas. So that's right. They're the best sort. Yes. No, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to be here. And I, again, this won't play so well for the people listening on audio, but I have got my, my headset on, my headset mic, um, which is great for the Zoom sessions that we're doing at schools. But I, I am also doing some telemarketing. So. If, if you do hear a call, <laughs> I'm talking. Did you say flea off. marketing? Yeah, a bit of flea marketing. Well, that's what we're selling. Um, I'll, sell any, I'll sell anything. Fleas, books. Nits. Myself. <laughs> I think that's probably the cue to move on, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're just going to let you. <laughs> yes. Go for it, Jack. Briefly, Let's do it. Can I briefly chime in? Because I didn't actually say what I'm known for. It's true. So what are you known for? This thing. Being a weirdo. Oh. Weirdo it is. Weirdo. But also no. these books, which are available in all good bookstores. <laughs> I love Matt's crack. This is not sequitur, but can I chime in as well? Today I received this in the post, and I don't know who it's from, but it's a really good gift. Wow. So if you, someone's ah. listening to this, I'll describe it for the ones listening. Probably from me. This. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, the wow, of Lint Chock Ball. Oh, I'm so wow. jealous. That's amazing. I, I really don't know who it's from. Your publisher? So, yeah, out there called the place and they said, we can't reveal, we have to... Oh, my God. Felicia, wow. you're welcome. It was... Obviously, Law. You're welcome. It's nothing. It's a store. <laughs> if anyone out there, anyone want to share these with me on? Yes, there. I do. Delicious. Somebody mm. might actually be watching this and, and will recognize That's what I was hoping. Say, that. I actually was hoping that. Yes. Well, maybe they'll be listening in a week and they'll phone in and tell you oh, that. That's right. <laughs> they'll be gone in a week. No, in a day. Who <laughs> <laughs> are your old cast members, please? My old cast members? Yeah, they're just so happy. Oh, cast. Oh, yes, cast members from what I was known from in, way back in the. 90s, is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Are you another yeah. ex-actor? Not the only oh, soapy yeah. star amongst us. Yeah. Yes, Hands uh, up who was a former soapy star in this group. Tristan and I were both in... <laughs> Tristan lived in Sunday like and I lived in Ramsey Street as a character called Marco. I cut Tristan, your character was... Um, Tug. 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 It was Tug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, definitely Tug. Yeah. Love Tug. Marco and Tug. 
we could do a spin-off show. You could. It's like <laughs> two comedians, I reckon. Yeah. Marco and Tug. Yeah. And, and the good thing is Tristan loves talking about it. So if you ever see Tristan, members of the public, if you ever see Tristan in the street, just say, Tug, Tug, and then get a Make selfie. Make sure you Love bring that. it up. Make sure yeah. you bring it up. And then ask him about Summer Bay. Yeah, well, like. yeah, someone in the UK could be listening to this. So Marco, Alessi, and Tug. Did Tug have a surname, Tug? I mean, Tristan? <laughs> this is all part of Adrian Beck's, like, ongoing sort of life. He plays the long game and he's slowly going to bring my career to its knees. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. Just a reality TV show. Just yes. saying. Oh, really? you, did, you were in one? Yeah. Which one? The Bachelor. Mole. Oh, Mole. Oh, oh really? Oh, wow. the, the, uh, the uh, 2005 uh, film cool. in New Zealand, hosted by the um, brilliant Tom Williams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. You look like you're actually from Horrible yeah. Histories. You know, Stupid Deaths. Yeah. I was once on an ad with Ita Buttrose. Really? really? Wow. <laughs> I just remember that I did a TV show on ABC and it was ho- Tony Wilson was the host and it was like Race Around the World but just in Melbourne on a really <laughs> long budget. <laughs> We were like all Four giving the camera. Better action square. Yeah, it was pretty much that. We shot it in North Melbourne and each day <laughs> we like stayed in a youth hostel and each day had to come and film like crazy tricks and stuff. And I, I got down to the last two and then I missed out. And the person who won then got to do like a <laughs> show around Australia and I was furious that I... Oh, oh. Jules, you're the best. Mm. You should do a lockdown edition of that where you just race around your house. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Melbourne's hey, the location. Oh, you guys remember Mr. Do. Doobie? You remember no, Mr. No. Doobie? Do and Mr. Brothers. Lena? I was, on, I, was on, I was on Romper Room. Oh. 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 <laughs> that Doobie, how do you do? And can I tell you what I've been dirty about for all these years is the girl with the broken arm. She got to do all the things because I felt sorry for her and I got to do oh. nothing. <laughs> Mr. Doobie wasn't very fair though, let's be honest. I was so dirty. Did we get Doobie Fletcher? Yeah, yeah. Victoria? We did get Doobie. Oh, I don't think I've heard of it. Victoria. That doesn't make any sense. How do you know Probably parts of Victoria didn't get it. I grew up in country Victoria. So, yeah. Yeah. We got Scooby Doo. We only have probably different. I know I promised a game would be next, but I'm kind of interested <laughs> in like, since we have so many former like actors and showbiz people in the group, like maybe this is a kind of a serious question rather than a funny question, but you know how being a writer sometimes feels like a sort of performance art where like you oh, yes. I mean, most of the job is supposed to be theoretically typing but then later you have to go out and be an act a writer and say mm. all the writerly things mm. like do you think having a showbiz or acting background helps maybe well, I definitely enjoy it. That's the, like being able to go to schools is, is easily one of the funnest parts that I love about the job. And I think like both my parents were primary school teachers. So I think I probably have a bit of teacher in my blood. So, um, mm. yeah, I think being able to perform well, enjoy performing at least. Um, I don't know about being able to do it, but enjoying doing it is, um, I think it does help a little bit in that side. The other thing I definitely, I don't know if you guys do, but I definitely act out my scenes as I'm writing them like right, doing yeah. dialogue and then you have to make sure no one's hearing you and thinking you're a bit crazy but I definitely enjoy 
putting on a little character. No, I'm not going to say that. You'll make me do one. No, but just (laughs) getting into the zone of a character and acting it out. (laughs) Did anyone else do that with their scene? Yeah, I have to... I have to agree with Alex. It has influenced my presentation uh, into school. So I, I remember when I started so long ago, I brought in a, um, my old ghetto blaster, my own boom, boom box, and I wanted to add music to my presentation instead of just standing. And at the time, I remember my first visit, teachers were really surprised. This is like around 1999, 2000 years old, man, now. And I brought in my boom box to add some music to bringing my characters to life. And, uh, and the teachers hadn't seen that because they had a couple of authors who would just, at that stage, would just come in and just talk to the class behind a podium or a lectern, and that was it. But I really want to move around in my presentations, and I used, I suppose, that acting background sort of to, to bring my characters to life with the kids, not for myself, but with, for the kids so they could see it. Can you explain, Fleech? Can you explain to the audience what a boombox is, mate? <laughs> yes, well, it was a wonderful contraption invention uh, created and invented in the 80s. And I, with my rap group called Frantic Connection, we, uh, <laughs> we were legends in our own, well, northern, northeast Victoria. <laughs> how, many, um, how many X's was Connection spelt with? <laughs> there was a lot of connection though between the, the, the four yes Jules he's oh, us a oh there it is Jules thank you yeah it's a very large iPod yeah I was saying the other day we've, we've all had to adapt this year from from boom boxes in the early 2000s to then Bluetooth and now ring lights and yeah. and zooming for everyone especially for us in Melbourne and last week we had book week and and that's been really, it's still weird. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying that connection with classes and, and kids, but sometimes you can't see the, the audio's on mute and you can't see them. So you're just really talking to yourself and you're, you're trying to give this performance as well. And you're laughing at your own jokes and uh, answering your own questions, but there's no change for me then. That's what I usually do anyway. So. But it's sort of, At least you sort of get to travel. You can go anywhere. Yeah, you can go anywhere. <laughs> Without leaving. <laughs> now that I'm doing so many school talks over video chat, like my my wife knows my whole presentation up by heart. So she <laughs> she could step in if you get like, sick. Just take over and do yeah. it. Yeah. And frankly, that would be the dream, like outsourcing <laughs> that to another person so I could just write more. But, I get Nick Elliott to do mine for me all the time. That would be great, Oh, well... <laughs> I don't think anyone can match you, Nat. Not that Viking outfit, anyway. I don't. I don't do Viking. <laughs> That's his only rule. He doesn't do Viking. <laughs> Matt Cosgrove. Somewhere, Mick. You got to draw the line somewhere. Matt Cosgrove. I believe you have a little bit of showbiz in your blood famous. too. Famous. So famous. I do. I know what you're getting at. You want me to talk about? Baby <laughs> Jones. But when Nat said that she was on a reality TV show, that made me remember something that I had. <laughs> Repressed yes. <laughs> on a reality TV show as well. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I used to work at Marie Claire, when I was the art director there, there was a behind the scenes reality TV show where we had a film crew filming us for six months. Marie Claire under the covers mm. on seven. Two, it wasn't good enough to go on Channel 7. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was weird. Every morning we'd come in and they would tape a microphone to your chest like you're a police informant. And the, uh, 
your business um, being filmed. And then if something bad happened, then the cameras would run over and try to sort of, um, you know, capture your mortification or embarrassment. Wow. And, I'm yeah, so, so Googling this, Matt. I yeah. can't yeah. What's it called? So, so everyone... I'm write this down. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Google that. At the time, um, I used to have long hair and for continuity, I wasn't allowed to cut my hair. So for six months by the end... Wow. It's like being an ISO. <laughs> like, it's just uh, like me. I, I look like... <laughs> like Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, so what's it called so everyone can get on board? It's called yeah. Under the Covers with Matt Cosgrove. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. Marie Claire under the covers. Ma- Marie Claire under the covers. Wow. But you also drew all the drawings for Burjo on Catchphrase. Let's get that straight. There was a team drawing the animations for Burjo's Catchphrase. So that was a super fun job. Getting to draw all day is kind of a dream. And, you know, it's... Still, probably the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Matt, if you grew a mustache like Baby John, you could be Baby John. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Matt Cosgrove. You know, <laughs> I'm working towards that. Maybe this November I'll do it. I'll impress that. You're one of these babies. Yeah. Well, now that he's following us, Matt and Adrian, after our episode of Catchphrase, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's only because he's mounting his legal case against us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, can I? It was all Adrian, Matt. No, it was not. Hey, Jack, uh, it was all Matt. Before we do, uh, your next bit, which is amazing, I just wanted to read out some, uh, some of the wonderful comments here that we've got here um, uh, from people that are actually watching this on the live feed. Can you believe it? Is there nothing on television? <laughs> uh, Lara says, it's a breakfast show in the making, Marco and Tug. I think that's, uh, that's a great idea. Um, such an unfortunate name. <laughs> I know, Marco. Ben Hobson, who's a wonderful friend of the pod and does some excellent feedback sessions with Danny, he says, I gotta go, have a great night. So thank you. <laughs> so now That's... we can start trash talking. Love you, Ben. <laughs> thank you, Ben. It's good to have you with us. Where does um, he get off being so nice all the time? <laughs> And Hanadi says, are you all using ring lights? Hands up if anyone's got a ring light. I don't know. What, what am I oh, I would, I would never oh my God. That. It reflects so in my one. glasses and it looks oh. like I've got weird eyes. I can't do it. Mm. I need it's to just your weird eyes. eyes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Mick's, got, Mick's going to bring one in. Yeah, I was showing it back on you. It's your halo and you know it. It is, yes. <laughs> oh, beautiful. That's like some knit treatment or something. <laughs> Yeah, well. Baldness treatment yes. or something. You need that, Mick. It's looking yeah. lovely. Coronavirus um, cure. Right. <laughs> Just uh, Nathan J. Phillips says there's X-Files on in the background. We love Fox Mulder. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, now, our, fr- our friend here who, um, now your great friend, Danny, who's been on the podcast and she wrote uh, The Surprising Power of a Good Dumpling. She hasn't been on yet. She's coming on. Remember, you're actually... Co-hosting that. That's right. She's coming on soon. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm uh, (laughs) looking forward to seeing. You definitely remembered you were supposed to be doing it. That's right. (laughs) So Y-Chim is coming on very soon. And she says she needs to get a ring light right now. She's seen what Mick's uh, Mick's shown us, shown how well it works. And she needs to get one right now. So keep your comments coming. especially He can sell anything. Especially (laughs) people that are sort of negative towards us. We love that. Uh, Just give us all the sorts of feedback you'd like. Especially Adrian. He loves negative feedback. I I love negative feedback. (laughs) I love a structural edit more than anything in the world. 
<laughs> now, Jack. Can we play a game yet? Yes, let's do it. Over to you, my friend. Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. I'm going to put you all through your paces. Um, so I am the world's worst or best, certainly hardest of nose and heart publisher, right? So Ooh. authors, you are all going to pitch a book to me and then I'm going to be asking you the, the tough questions. I'm a busy man, just like um, Captain Big Nose, Mr. Big Nose, and I'm not going to give you a lot of time to pitch your book. And also, you don't even get to choose the title because I took some books that all of you had written and I threw all the titles into a blender and just kind of uh, used the words that came out more or less randomly. So we're going to start with the unlucky Adrian Beck. As I'm a co-host, though, why don't we just look after the game and we don't actually have to play it? <laughs> you know what? That occurred to me and then I thought, you know, it probably is Adrian's duty to go first to us. Uh, so. so you know, an <laughs> ice type thing. Definitely. Okay. Great. I could have volunteered myself, but then I remembered that there was a co-host that I could make do it instead. Okay. <laughs> Adrian, uh, thank you for coming in. Uh, water, you want water? No, too slow. I'm a busy man. <laughs> I gather you have a, um, a book to pitch to me or a, some, it's called uh, Kaboom Detention? Is it is. That, uh, Ooh, correct? Yes. Okay, uh, your 30 seconds starts now. Tell me all about it. Kaboom Detention. Okay, so basically uh, kids are bringing in um, their lunchboxes and in one lunchbox <laughs> there is... Uh, how to make this kid friendly there is <laughs> <laughs> there is an explosive jelly oh, uh, and uh, and um, basically it's a choose your own adventure about uh, yeah you, you like that big nose good okay it's a choose your own adventure <laughs> we'll go down that way and that um, <laughs> you've got to choose which jelly you want to have and uh, jelly comes out of the book and splashes you in the face if you get it wrong um, mm. and and then jelly falls on you from above <laughs> and Jules has just held up a sign that said KY for those. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that's 30 seconds up. Uh, That's in fact (laughs) five seconds. I was being generous or or like (laughs) torturing you for extra. You were definitely torturing me. Um, Kaboom, what was it? Kaboom Detention. (laughs) Kaboom Detention is the title of your novel. Um, Okay, so I have many, many questions about that. I really only have time for one. We really want to make sure that we're a good influence on the children so Mm. as the book is stocked in, like, Catholic school libraries and such. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Is there a positive message at at least one of the endings of your ridiculous Choose Your Own Adventure book? Yep. Jelly doesn't make you smelly. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I end every book. Mm. Um, my people will talk to your people. Uh, I'll bet they will. Time, sorry, the next author is shuffling in. His name is... Oh, the comments Ooh. are coming through. They're loving it. Oh, look at everyone loving it. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're different yeah. to the comments I'm reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, your, yours haven't ticked over yet. Uh, I believe it when I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the next author is Jules Faber, and I gather he's... Uh, got a book called Halloween Pranking. Okay, I'm. Uh, we'll have to rush this one out, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> tell me about it, Mr. Jules Faber. What's your book? Well, it's a. It's an interesting. It's a sequel. Right. Okay. To, um, what it is is Santa Claus discovers there's a town called Halloween Town, and he wants to take it over. Uh, but the lead in Halloween Town is named Jack Scullington, <laughs> and he's he doesn't want that. So around Halloween time, mm-hmm. it's all suddenly 
Christmas themed. Mm. Um, okay, so <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's a, it's an offshoot of Disney. It's not off brand. It's been authorized. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. It, but if if we have the rights, then that's excellent. I'm thinking we need some kind of um, you know multi-platform thing going here. Can you think of some things that we could include on a Boppy soundtrack album that we could also sell? Mm. What tracks would we include on that? Uh, sure. There would be. Um, well, uh, Christmas songs, obviously, but with a <laughs> Halloween twist. Ooh. Uh, so it'd be like, uh, come all you dreadful. <laughs> oh, yep. I like uh, it. Not so silent night. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe things like that. Oh, yeah. I like that. I'm buying yeah. that. Yeah, not bad. Yep, yep. I already have stuck in my head like Santa Claus is actually a clown and it's like terrifying. <laughs> and, uh, okay, my <laughs> people will talk to your people. Right, now get That's out two of my for two. Office, That's have, two um, for two. Wow. Not bad. Uh, okay, uh, get out of my office. I have Tristan Banks here to pitch me some kind of novel called The Spy Turner. Uh, hello, Tristan. You want water? Too bad. Tell me about your book. Oh, man, you are so rude. Um, wouldn't start like I'm that, Tristan. Man. Not a good okay, way to start, okay, Tug. So, the Spy Turner, I immediately sort of see like a kebab shop, like with this turning, like the thing turning, or like nice, a chuck, nice. chicken shop. Like I'm just seeing like a rotisserie sort yeah. of situation. A spy on a rotisserie? Well, I'm thinking what if a kid was charged with the job mm-hmm. of... Um, capturing all the spies, like all the any anyone who was operating in Australia, like Russian spies or mm. kind of um, you know from from wherever in the world, and they had to try and catch these spies. Their mm. parents owned like a, a a kebab shop, and they brought them back to the cab, kebab shop, chopped them up, and then smooshed them into that giant kind of um, you know kebab rotisserie thing. So it was like a as people were getting their kebabs, it was like delicious mm. spies that they were mm. eating. It's like gruesome. a bit like Hangman, Jack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, um, we'll have to be wary of lawsuits from Mr. Jack Keith. I hear he's very litigious. But uh, I'm, sure we can, I'm sure we can come to some kind of arrangement. Um, tell me, can we sell a, um, a sort of compendium recipe book to go with it? And if mm. so, what recipes would go in it? Well, I don't know, but I think it could be like a, an ASIO-sponsored recipe, recipe book, do you think? Like an ASIO kebab shop. And, uh, and like they could have like, like the, each of, the, each of the, the different kebab recipes would be sort of spy-themed, like a Bond kind of kebab and then like a, a Cherub kebab and then like a, an Alex Ryder. And uh, I don't know, what other spies do we know? Zach Power Kebab. <laughs> I think this is a thing. The Spy Turner is going to be not just a book. Don't just think of it as a book. Mm. It's a world. It's a, it's, a, it's a transmedia world that we're working on here. Yeah. Well, He's got the um, lingo. I'm sure ASIO is always looking for excuses to get more products into people's homes. So um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm conscious that there might be sponsorship opportunities, but we so, are in fact out of time because we have um, Alex Miles in here ooh. to talk about her manuscript, which is dubiously t- entitled, My Dad is a Swamp Goblin. Can you tell me about this, Alex Miles? <laughs> it is. Mr. Uh, Heat, I appreciate your time so much. Thank you for seeing me. Um, so my... Uh, did you know, Mr. Heath, that if you eat yellow M&Ms while standing on one foot, they actually taste like vomit? I know this because my dad is a swamp goblin. Whoa, stinko. 
Now, narrated by Arthur McFuggles, my dad is a swamp goblin. It follows Arthur's discovery that his dad is, in fact, a swamp goblin. But more importantly, it's the story of true love that led to this swampiness. Set in the backdrop of 1920s Berlin, this Mm. historical romance captures hearts (laughs) from the very first page. I recommend it be available in a hardback with a spot UV varnish, uh, audiobook (laughs) and a simple paperback for your back pocket. If you can appreciate my time, I would be very grateful. Thank you, sir. Wow. That was terrific. Uh, thank you very much. It looked um, like you put thought into that, Alex. That's great. <laughs> I did. Great. I did. My you, children you went to bed and I went... <laughs> you definitely have. Now, I, um, uh, I, I gather... Look, I'd like you Are to... Are you lost for words, Jack Heath? Sorry? I think he loves it. He just loves it. I do love it. Um, I have it uh, on good authority that dragons are hot right now. Is there a way we can shoehorn a dragon into the story somehow? Of course. I'm meticulous with my research. From everything I've read about 1920s Berlin, (laughs) dragons were definitely a thing. So easy. It writes itself. And look, you've already got some positive feedback here, Alex. You rock, Alex. They're ready to buy this. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I think I'm ready to buy it too. I'll take it to acquisitions next week. <laughs> but first, wow. I have Nat Amor um, with uh, Weirdo Queen. Uh, I is what a biography. Aptly titled. I was going to say, you in character yes, now. This is, this is in fact um, my autobiography. Jennings <laughs> just bought out an autobiography. Um, I thought I wouldn't wait the 40 years and the 37 books. After two books, I'm ready to get it out there. Um, so this uh, Weirdo Queen, Queen Weirdo, whatever you called it, um, I'm flexible on the title. Um, this shall be the title of my autobiography, which is the story of a dynamic and um, uh, hilarious author who, with a very deep costume box, um, who visits schools And as she goes through every school, she finds the true weirdos and much like a Pied Piper, gets them to follow her um, to a deserted island, which she inhabits with said miniature weirdos and becomes queen of all said weirdos. Wow. Which you already are, I think. Queen of the weirdos. (laughs) Thanks, Danny. Thanks. Yep. Queen of all of us here. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have, um, I've ticked strong female lead on my checkbox, but uh, also I'm, I'm, we're looking for something with a romantic subplot. Can you include that somehow? Yes, absolutely. Um, so when she gets to the island, she does um, meet a very intelligent monkey who has been um, running the island until she arrives. Mm. There's a slight battle over um, land ownership, but... Because she doesn't just like to, you know, step in and take over. She's very much a sharer, very conscious of giving everyone the equal amount of time and not taking all the attention. Um, (laughs) Marries the monkey. um, And together they breed small, weird monkey children um, who uh, lead a revolution of weird monkeyness. That escalated. Right. (laughs) So she marries a monkey and breeds monkey children. Yeah. Is very, still a, very hairy and strange. Is this are. still a kid's book? <laughs> <laughs> Autobiographical children's book. Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> um, okay, so sold as long as you write the book club questions yourself. We need those at the back of the book. <laughs> this sounds like a good book for people to argue about. 
It's the big nose, whatever you need. You got, I got your back, man. Okay, next person into my office is Felice Arena. He appears to have uh, written a manuscript called The Fall of the Strange Little Monster. Mr. Heath, this is such a coincidence. I can't believe you're asking me that because I, today I was actually just thinking of mashups and actually thinking of The Fall and the Strange Little Monster. This is such a coincidence. So okay. I spent some time writing this, so I might put it in my best you know, announcer's voice. Is that okay please, with you? Uh, please, please. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how we go. It's, all, it's middle grade because middle grade is, you know, the thing these days. Middle so grade. So hot right now, man. So hot right now, middle grade. Oh, he's putting on the glasses too. Putting on the glasses because I can't see it. This is serious. <laughs> oh, there you all are. There you you are. all must have got an email I didn't get. Everyone's prepared. <laughs> What's going on? Right. And so this is uh, about Ghana. Ghana, not Sam, but Ghana is a 12-year-old boy, the youngest of five. He lives with his father and his brother in a house by a secluded lake in the mm. middle of a faraway forest. Ghana's mm. father and brothers are hunters, monster hunters. Mm. Ghana is not. He prefers to stay at home alone and play his cello. One day while sitting on the porch playing Bach's cello suite number one in G major, as you do, <laughs> Ghana sees an object drop from the sky onto the small island out in the middle of the lake. Mm. The object is motionless. Peering through a pair of binoculars, Ghana sees that the fallen object is a strange little monster and it appears to be dead quite dead. But where did it come from? Garner decides to take a closer look. He kayaks to the middle of the lake and when he reaches the island discovers the strange little monster has disappeared. When Garner looks back across the lake he sees a shadowy figure staring back at him from the house and holding his cello. Garner, Garner paddles back as fast as he can but it's too late. The figure has bolted and he's taken Garner's beloved cello. And so the adventure begins Mr. Heath. Garner is, is determined to get his most prized possession back. Where did the strange little must, monster come from? And who is the shadowy figure? Are uh, they working together? This story is about courage, mm. music, belonging, mm. and facing our own monsters and learning that we all have our part to play in life, especially mm. in G major. My God, publish this thing now. The fall of the strange little monster <laughs> dropping online in lakes or in bookshops near you. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh -huh. That was serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll ask him. Sorry, I've got a big W on the line. They <laughs> would like to know what um, what the monster looks like for toy. Can you describe it for me? Uh, it's a bit like uh, this. You might have to take a screenshot. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> Felice with a really long, scary, terrifying wig. Oh, yes, yeah, for our listeners, sorry. Mm, yeah, sorry. I'm all over it. <laughs> it is scary for the listeners. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'll narrate, it's fine. <laughs> wow. one of you, if you squeeze the toy, does it make a fart sound? Of course it does. Yes, okay. that's, yeah, the, yeah, that's, that's the selling point that right there. Fantastic. Very well done, Felice. Okay, uh, next up we have Mick Elliott, who apparently has written a book with the title of Super Cool Robot. Can you tell me yes. about that, Mick? Yes. yes, thank you, Mr. Heath, for seeing me. I, I am indeed pitching a book. Uh, what was it called again? <laughs> super cool robot. Super, yes, and it is called Super Cool Robot. And Super Cool Robot, it's a story for our times. It's really, it's a mixture of a, it's a picture book. It's a middle grade. It's a YA historical fiction, romantic mystery thriller. Wow. Very literary though. So CBCA, just watch out for this one. So super Cool Robot, it is actually the story. Uh, it's mm. actually an exploration of AI. Ooh. It's the story of a robot who is programmed to be super cool, but it's literal. And instead of being cool like Fonz, he actually makes everything freeze. But in a fantastic twist at the end, Super Cool Robot is sent out into the ozone to actually help 
bring global warming uh, to an end by literally cooling the earth. Um, it's going to be a smash hit. It is going to be moving at least a million units uh, just here in New South Wales. And uh, <laughs> very, very much forward to having my name on it. Though I must confess it will actually be ghostwritten. Uh, it's actually going to have uh, illustrations that will be by Matt Cosgrove and the story by, uh, by our good friend Adrian Beck. But I'll, I'll happily put my name. <laughs> uh, it's a winner. No worries. Now, I mean, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Heath Publishing Inc. is actually a subsidiary of ExxonMobil. Can you companies <laughs> look good while also having that sort of climate cooling message? Oh, of mm. course, of course. <laughs> yes, definitely. That will definitely be the case. And uh, we'll actually explain that uh, Exxon is working very, very hard to turn back the effects of, uh, of global warming and, in fact, invented the robot. And the robot's name, I think, probably should be uh, Mr. Exxon, maybe Mr. Valdez. <laughs> Maybe Valdez Exxon. Oh, I don't know. We'll brainstorm. We'll work it out. I'll, Exxon, I'll, I'll Exxon. have a story meeting with, uh, with Mr. Beck. I yeah. do. I mean, with me. Spineless author. You're hired. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have Sue Whiting with Squidge the Alpaca. Squidge the Alpaca? Squidge the Alpaca. Look, Squidge the Alpaca is, it could say it's been my passion or project over the last, you know, difficult months. Maybe an unhealthy obsession. Mm. It has, it's a, 597 page full color graphic novel Ooh, I've had a lot of time on my hands <laughs> and it's, you have to imagine you know this you remember Squidge some other author I think might have you know wrote written about Squidge but I've taken Squidge back to Craigland's um, South Primary School but this time he's disguised as an alpaca good yeah that's what I was missing that was what was missing in the first one. If mm. only that other author had thought of it, it would have been fantastic. So once he's there, oh, mayhem, mayhem, absolute mayhem. Do you like the hands? Mm. <laughs> I've been watching too, many, too much YouTube. Um, and it's disaster after disaster. I'm going to put the bomber back. Disaster after disaster after disaster as the clones of all these alpacas take over the school and there is marauding cra um, Christmas crackers and there are maracas and all sorts of things happening at school. And wow. but things get really, really dirty and <laughs> down when the poor old Squidge has a feast with prunes and discovers Ooh. that... There are no facilities for mm. alpacas at the school, and his only choice is to go out to the Oval. Oh, of course, come on. I know, <laughs> embarrassment. But anyway, this is um, this is the, the story that is going to absolutely um, be a winner with all those PU kind of brigade kids, mm. and also give all those uh, um, give a Christmas fix for all those alpaca junkies. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So many of them. There are many of them. Yeah, too many yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hoping to market a tie-in fragrance. Um, can oh. you what, uh, what, we might, what we might call prune. it? Prune, pu prune puree, I think. <laughs> Perhaps prune puree puree. Or, uh, we could uh, have a food line, a food line. Prune puree. Oh, sorry, I can't even pronounce potpourri enough to talk. <laughs> okay, potpourri puree. Not a problem. I'm sure we can work it out. We'll figure out the details later. And it won't cost much to um, produce it all. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a winner, Mr. Heath. Next into my office is uh, Matt Cosgrove. Um, he appears to have a manuscript called The Great Escape of Leo da Vinci. Could you tell Ooh. me about this? Mm. Uh, first of all, can I just say it's my great 
privilege to be in your presence, mm. Mr. Heath. You're Good a very, start. very Good powerful start. and handsome man. And oh. Yeah, <laughs> this publishing phenomenon with you, the greatest wow. speaker of Leo da Vinci. It's a <laughs> Faber combo and it is going to be a bestseller. We're talking about the Da Vinci Code for Kids yeah. meets yeah. Where's Wally meets oh. an escape room combined in an interactive pop-up book, which wow. is going to be a worldwide smash hit. Let's make it happen. You call my agent. It's my pleasure. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> Mike dropped. <laughs> Can I just ask, was that un- when Matt Cosgrove Kat went out of frame then and his knee came up. Was that a bald knee with the, he's got the jacket on and then he's got bald knees. Is this right? Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> At least he wore pants. That's the best thing here, I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't down the word. I wasn't sure. For podcast listeners, Matt just hasn't picked your book in a while. For podcast listeners, Matt just stood up. up. Matt's wearing a tux at the top and undies. Think of the children. the bow tie. Think of the children. cycling pants. Skin tight sort of number too, which is... No, there's nothing left for the imagination there. No. That was awkward. See what you had for breakfast. We just went from a G to like an R rating in like... Which always happens about this time of the podcast, so it's pretty normal. I, uh, I I have to admit, you know, I'm I'm tempted, Mr. Cosgrove. I not by that, but by your pitch. I thought. That was- <laughs> <laughs> but given how you're dressed on the top half, I do have to confess that uh, when you walked in, I thought you were some kind of magician, and I kind of got my hopes up. Is there a way you can include uh, magic tricks in the story somehow? Oh, absolutely. That every page is a magic trick as. The, uh, the reader has to unlock each Da Vinci code to get through. So you have to mm. turn the Mona Lisa's smirk into a smile, turn the Last mm. Supper's water into wine. Uh, you've got to mm. spin, spin that Vitruvius man all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, the, the whole thing is magic. The whole thing is going to be a magic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm ready to sign. I'm ready to sign. <laughs> there are some great comments uh, coming through now, Matt. So thank yeah, you for Matt, that. Matt, yeah. Mainly about Matt's uh, yeah. downstairs reading. But they're all positive, Mick. That's what <laughs> they're saying. They are. Yeah. The one Every, says, not complaining not here. Complaining oh, here. Yeah. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's, everyone's desperate <laughs> to see what he's unpacking down there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, quality. that's right, Jill. Someone just said maracas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, Louise Brooks always got her mind in the gutter. That Louise, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Cosgrove, you can uh, <laughs> can alpaca your way into some pants magically. <laughs> and um, we have one more author whose name is Danny V. I what? believe who's Not going to pitch something called right. Secrets of a Weaponized Muffin. Well, um, uh, I just thought I got to sit here and eat cake. Um, All right, so what am I doing? Secrets of a Weaponized Muffin. Uh, Mm. Obviously, it's a spy story, Jack. Obviously, it's like a junior Jack Bauer kind of number. Oh, we've got him. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Where, you know, he uses the muffins to, uh, he laces them with truth serum and other things. And also, they've got a lot of fibre in them. So, if he needs to clear a room, down a muffin and room cleared. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Because we all know Nat loves a fart cushion, so I thought I'd get her in to do the fart cushion noises. So that can also be like a thing you sell with a book on it. So 
Let's do this. Real farts. I like real farts as well. Okay. Well, Nat can come in and do the real farts. Yeah. And the book tour. And maybe some kind of fragrance. Fragrance. Yes. Intensity and the suspense. You know, some countdown to something dramatic happening. Absolutely. It comes with a clock, and then the book just disappears. Once you've read it, it blows up nicely in glitter. I think the yeah. word you're looking for is self-destruct. <laughs> I think that is the word. It self-destructs into glitter. Into glitter. That's right. It's called remaindered in my world. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners and viewers. Oh, nice. nice you heard it here first. All those books will be coming in 2021. Look forward to seeing them on, uh, on bookstore shelves, coming to a bookstore near you. Uh, that is the extent of everything I prepared for this game. <laughs> Very well done. Thanks for humouring me. That's fantastic. Hey, did everyone get a go? Did Nick get a go? Did Nick get a go? Where? I don't know what you're talking Nick. about. Nick didn't get a go. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, Either it was really, really boring or he didn't get a go. <laughs> you nearly got away with that. <laughs> nice. You can't put me on the spot now. Everyone else got to prepare. So I didn't even uh, know it was happening. <laughs> So, <laughs> mine was still brilliant. Adrian doesn't read any emails you send no. him. That, no, 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 that, that's fantastic. Okay, um, so everyone else got a little bit of fair warning, but Nicole Hayes, well, I wasn't expecting another person to walk into my office. Um, your book, I gather, is called um, 300 Minutes of Rabbit Rescue. Ooh. <laughs> Tell me what happens in that. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. absolutely. Um, so there are rabbits. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking a bunch of rabbits. They're actually a mis misfits. They're all a bunch of misfits. It's a, mm. it's a heist story. Um, mm. they've escaped from an orphanage, um, with the horrible, horrible person who runs that orphanage. Um, this is obviously for adults. Um, and yeah. yeah, and the rabbits, what was the title again? I mean, it's a great title. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have to rescue uh, uh, princess um, in 300 minutes and of course you know there's the kid the the rabbit that um, wears glasses and loses them and there's the one that falls over and trips everybody up and there's probably magic in there I think one of them's magic as well yeah, and um, unfortunately they don't a bit of a spoiler they don't actually get there in the 300 minutes and so <laughs> they sold it all ends very badly but, um, <laughs> into glitter Okay. Well, Everybody gets to eat stew. So, it's <laughs> my understanding that the only difference between um, commercial fiction and literary fiction is that the ending isn't happy in literary fiction. So it's not <laughs> sort of literary direction. Um, you mentioned that one of the rabbits has magic powers. Can you elaborate on what those powers might be? Magical farts. Um, <laughs> when they. Matt. You're in again. Fart. Uh, it's the self-destructing book with glitter. So when they fart, there's glitter. We'll um, do a combo, yeah. Nick. We'll do like a... Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's like it leaves a trail and, and, in fact, that's how they end up all dying because the farting glitter leaves the trail for everybody to find them. And, yeah. and Definitely we'll do a fragrance with that too, Nick. I, think I love it. Well. It could be scratch and yeah. sniff, this one. If they look at you. <laughs> Uh, I admire your ability to uh, think on your feet, Nick. <laughs> Sounds like a Guillermo del Toro film. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yep, yep. Starring Juliet Binoche, I'm thinking. I'm looking at the green. As the lead rabbit. Beautiful okay. work. Very well done. You know, 
I reckon after this, all radio shows are going to get 12 hosts. Um, <laughs> and see how well it works for yeah, audio. Totally. People speaking simultaneously. That all shows are going to, it's great. It's terrific. It's very smooth. You're right. Very slick. It is funny how with 12 of us, there has actually been less talking over the top of one another than in, say, your average president. What was that, Jack? Huh? What? What did you say? <laughs> oh, uh, you go. There you go. No, I got you. There you go. <laughs> now move. More sense than a presidential debate, too. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, class, we're all over it. Hey, thanks for that amazing game, Jack. Everyone did a really good job. Give yourselves a round of applause. Not you, Tug. Not you, Tug. <laughs> Everyone else. Christian, we love you. Every time Adrian <laughs> says something, man, I'll just remind you that we love you. Thank you. You don't have to, Danny. You don't have to. Okay, so we've just got two things to do because this episode is a bumper-length episode, um, (laughs) clearly, already, Danny. So I'm I'm, uh, sort of shortening the ending a little. It's meant to be 13 minutes ago, but hey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, But, I mean, it's just a birthday, so that doesn't happen uh, all the time. It only happens once, I think. (laughs) Okay, so um, going by my uh, little list here, I've got uh, Danny's questions. Oh, what? I thought I could just sit here and eat cake. No. No, because the podcast is actually, believe it or not, you're actually the host of it. Yeah, but so, everyone hears me so much. I thought everyone could hear you. No, they're sick to death of me. Okay, so <laughs> we go to we go Please. to uh, we go to my special um, list. That I... Why is everyone nodding? <laughs> Adrian. Oh, I didn't see a thing. I was looking down. Um, okay, so Jack and I are going to ask you a couple of questions, um, and. Oh, no. And I'm I mean, yes. This. We're going to put you on the spot about this podcast. You've been doing it for three years. How many episodes have you ranked up? Oh, 220, maybe? 220. Something That's like a that. lot of chats. That's pretty amazing. Oh, look. For the listeners, uh, Jules is continuing his, his Andrew Fife style uh, uh, animation, or what would you call it? Cartoony of what's going on. Not Andrew Fife. <laughs> That's very quick. Very quick. <laughs> Uh, so we got some deep questions for Danny about the podcast before we give her a special send off and, um, everyone's going to sing, uh, in a moment. So that'll be something to look forward to. Um, but the first question I've got to you about all these 200 and so episodes, what was the funniest moment that you've ever had on the podcast? Danny Mm, Burley. Funniest. Um, well, the pranking was fun with Nat and Jack. Sorry, Jack. Was it? (laughs) (laughs) For those that didn't catch it, what was that all about? Well, we, we talked about the positive power of pranking Nat's book and we decided to prank people. So you drank, you pranked your best friend, Tristan. Mm-hmm. I pranked Jack, who I just love dearly. And Nat, you pranked, um, who did you prank? Amelia McInerney. Amelia McInerney. And I uh, play the saxophone for me at my lobster <laughs> <poster> audition. <laughs> and look, I just thought that Adrian's toe in the cup, hilarious. Um, that was the worst part about it. <laughs> It was, trying, it was supposed to be Adrian. It was supposed to be a, a kid's toe, wasn't it? And it was like square. He'd cut it out of apple and it was floating around in apple juice. I mean, that was, I was totally in until he showed me the toe. That was the worst bit. Danny. I was scarred by that, seriously. <laughs> For those that don't know what Tr- uh, Tristan's talking about, uh, we, did, uh, we did try and prank him by pretending that uh, in, his, in his author talk, he advised a kid to kick a wall and that the kid's toe fell off. Um, <laughs> And I, so I, pr- I rang up Tristan and I said, we've got some bad news that the, uh, the, the child has actually ended up in hospital and his toe has fallen off. And then I held up the cup, which I thought was a really kind of convincing toe that I'd sculpted many hours out of a bit of, a bit of leftover apple. And I dropped it in, I dropped it in the water, and, uh, but you didn't fall for it. But you fell for it up to there, didn't you? 
<laughs> Worst toe made out of apple ever. <laughs> the only toe ever oh, made out yeah, of apple. Which also makes it the best toe made out of apple. Yeah. Yeah. Correct, Danny. Correct. <laughs> and I've just got to say also, and I don't know, these have a bit of a theme, Adrian, because the most ridiculous episodes have you in them. Um, <laughs> the audio catchphrase, like with Matt, like how, how do you do that? And yet we did it and Matt, He's a genius because he actually guessed them. Oh, there's gross catchphrase. Yes. <laughs> that was my career highlight also. Uh, <laughs> be a part of it. You guys were brilliant bringing those catchphrases to life. Audio such style. a good liar. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> what about the, um, the deepest, uh, most intimate interview you've ever done, Danny? Oh, yeah. Was well, that with me? Always, because <laughs> Adrian loves talking deep, meaningful. We, I we love it. Deep love as a it. shallow yeah. kid's pool. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. <laughs> so the most shallow interview, is that what you asked? No, sorry. <laughs> oh, look, oh, there's got to be more than one after doing 200 episodes, but I think it's when you deal with all those topics of, you know, love and loss and race and prejudice. So I'm going to say um, the one I did with R.W.R. McDonald. Hi, Rob. Um, always Trent Dalton. We always get deep. And Michael Muhammad Ahmed because he's so passionate about prejudice. And mm. maybe Meg Mason and Holden Shepherd. So they were the deep ones. And you, Adrian, of course. Thank you, Danny. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for some deep chats, <laughs> those are the ones to, to go for. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I've got another question. Um, who was your favourite guest and why exactly was it Trent Dalton? <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry, sorry, I, I read that wrong. Sorry, my, my, my question was, what was the most unexpected answer you've ever received? On my the- favourite guests, Adrian, are all the ones you see on the Brady Bunch grid right here. Oh. 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 That's so <laughs> Such now, Tristan, a lie. Tristan's crying. <laughs> That's just his acting background. That's just his acting background. Well, it's brilliant. Are they summer bay tears? I've got- <laughs> they are summer bay tears. I've gotten worse if it was possible. <laughs> what was my question? Unexpected? Yeah, unexpected oh, moment. Right. Well, I think it's just when you interview someone and you expect something else, I guess, or you you pleasantly surprised. So I think when I spoke to Andy Griffiths, that was he's just amazing. He's just some kind of creative genius on a different planet to us. Mm. And then we saw his Nick Cave suit that he bought on auction for mm. you know some f- few dollars hanging on a skeleton with a clown face. (laughs) How does that get any better? You know, so definitely Andy Griffiths. Felice, I loved our chat with Gus Gordon as well. I just found like, oh, he's just so. We went back to Paris that, that, didn't we? It was great. Yeah, that was glorious. And this, you know, I've got to say, I love doing all the episodes because you learn something all the time, but sometimes you just go, wow, that was incredible. Mm. And um, Mick, when you turn the tables on us, that was terrifying. And, uh, you know, finding about the dark side of those people, Matt Cosgrove. Mm. <laughs> He's always so happy. Look at his face. He looks so happy. <laughs> you mean teeth. <laughs> he looks happy, but underneath it all. He's dark. He is of a clown. Do you have a, a favourite episode? Oh, that's the big one. That's the big question. This Favorite one, episode. Right now. God, this one. Right. This one. Oh, Jack, I really liked when we just, we went to talking about books, but then Jack and I stopped talking about books and we just talked about 24 and Jack Bauer for about 40 minutes. Actually, for about two hours, I just cut it back to 40 minutes. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, fun for us. <laughs> anyone who heard the episode say they liked it. <laughs> 
that's disappointing. Um, okay, Danny, before we, uh, before we, <laughs> he is. Jules, no, Jules was one of my first people I interviewed. And I was like, hey, Jules, you want to talk to me? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, so thank you. Thank you. I, remember, I love you and your smoking jacket. see me in my office, okay? Talk to you want. I remember uh, an episode with Jules and I seem to recall he was, he was cooking some sort of egg um, dish throughout the whole episode. He was, he was chewing it. <laughs> I had made um, my famous uh, fried egg sandwiches, which I invented, by the way. Yeah. Gorgeous. It sounds... We interviewed Jules and the whole way through there was this weird clicking sound. Was it him chewing? <laughs> something wrong with the audio and then afterwards I realised he was doing his damn Rubik's Cube the whole way <laughs> Rubik's Cube. <laughs> and he's like, uh, maybe. <laughs> That's great. Well, don't worry, he was chewing on mine, so, you know. I don't know what's worse. Just work with it. That's me picking my nose. <laughs> Did you say he was chewing on your Rubik's Cube? It's <laughs> weird. It is strange. One of those yeah. weird paradoxes of, like, uh, author interviews that the the less you care about the interview you're doing or the, the less you're trying to impress the person you're talking to, like the better you sound and the better the actual interview is. So kudos. And I'm brilliant all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Nat. <laughs> kudos to you, Danny, for, uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, <laughs> Thanks, well Yeah, well done. That's so true. I actually... <laughs> Just having flashbacks to emailing Danny after our chat and being like, oh, my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. And can we edit that bit out? I can do this. And I was just so comfortable that I was like, ah, 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 ah. all this stuff. Thank you. Yes, it's a special knack. Hey, um, Danny, uh, you've turned three. Your podcast has turned three. Uh, so now is the time, before we let everyone go, where you have to give a little speech of all your thoughts and feelings and you know just tell us how this means so much to you over to you danny v uh thanks adrian uh well when i asked you and jack to be host i said can i just stand here and eat cake you said yes now i have to do a speech so thank you so much for that <laughs> um look passion project i was an english teacher for 17 years i was always thinking about questions about authors and now i get to ask them so it's the best hobby in the world people say oh when are you going to monetize i say never because it's a love and it's a hobby and i have a job this is something completely different and it keeps my anxiety quiet sometimes. So thank you all so much for being a part of it and for coming tonight. It's so awesome to have a virtual party and maybe one day we can have a real one. Really yes. eat my cupcakes that I dropped on the floor. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, now, um, I've, I've, I've been slaving away at, at this and I've come oh, up with a, a sponge cake. Brilliant. Uh, now, it may look like it's on one of those plastic trays where you get sponge cakes from the shops. but It doesn't. That's just what I put my sponge cakes on. I'm just weird like that. I, I prefer it that way. It so looks I'm like gonna, you made it. I'm going to put a snake on top. A bunani. Um, <laughs> I, I can put a banana on there too. Yep, there we go. Look, I mean, this is, is sort of like junior master chef. Style, really. You are chefing. And I'm going to put, uh, no, they go the other way. I'm going to put it like that. Uh, and then like that. that candles now like on top that. for listeners. Candles who can't on top for listeners who can't doing. see. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to use light this. them. Hang on. Uh oh. I don't think I've got a smoke Thanks. alarm in Please here. Please don't so set your good. house on fire. Uh, and then <laughs> Nat Amor has volunteered to sing you "Happy Birthday" 
Um, happy like birthday. Marilyn Monroe? Like Marilyn Monroe. Like cake. Okay. No, I'm okay. Right, wait, can, Over I, to you. can, I, Over can I blow out the candles? You, well, you can. You just got to give me a cue because I can't really see. Um, are you doing it now? <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Singing? No singing. I was so. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Hang go, on. Go, that sing, didn't sing, even sing. sing. That didn't even sing. That's. I just right. wanted to practice blowing the candles. That was just to practice. Okay, go now. Okay, work like Marilyn Monroe's style. Okay, please, Absolutely. please, please. Happy birthday, <laughs> <Ms>. <laughs> Happy birthday to. <sighs> <laughs> What's the best thing ever? <laughs> I, um, I suggested it should be a spoken word William Shatner style version of Happy Birthday. I'm welcome. So it was overruled on that. That was amazing. <laughs> best thing ever. I like at the end where it was meant to be the vent coming up, but it just looked like you were doing sort of like a chicken arm thing. Which is <laughs> even better. Turned into a chimp. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like something out of a David Lynch film, frankly. <laughs> and after the oh, happy right. birthday, Danny, that's when you blow the candles oh, out. Right. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Well yeah. timed. From Sydney to Victoria, we blew out some candles. Well done. Fantastic. And I'll enjoy that on your behalf. Birthday, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, Danny. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's been awesome. Thank you for taking the time. I that none of the rest of us would get to eat any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird that just to think about in 2020 that we used to like wait for someone to blow all over a cake mm. before we all had it? Oh, never going to happen again, kid. Never. Just yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I went to one of my sons had a birthday party in like the three seconds that Melbourne was out of lockdown before we went back in again. And they, um, the girl clapped the candles out. I didn't realize that was possible, but if you clap Ooh. above the cake, the wind from the clap blew them out. Yeah, so uh, that's maybe how we're all going to annoyingly as blow long, out candles. As long as you just now. sanitize your hands first. The yeah. cupcakes oh. I made are good. Actually, I didn't Great. make them. <laughs> Great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone who has access to like the the comments were there any questions oh. from the from the right. people watching this or can yep. Are they still people... actually watching? Yeah, no, no. There's people watching, and a lot of people are liking uh, uh, what we saw from Matt earlier. They sort of have really sort of take, taken to that, which um, still talking about. It. Yeah, they're still talking about that, which is great. Um, Never uh, cutting oh. that out. Yep. <laughs> Lara says the 24 episode was the first one I heard, I think, and I'm still and she's listening. she's still listening. Yeah. Poppy says, thank you to all the authors. That was extremely entertaining, uh, especially Adrian Bexbit. What a star he is. Congratulations, <laughs> Danny, and happy birthday to the podcast. And we've got a lot of people putting emojis of cake and clapping. And, uh, and Amy, our great friend Amy says, best 12-person Zoom that I've seen in the whole of lockdown. Excellent work. It's always like she thought we put some thought into it. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> Fantastic. Amy, is it the only 12-person Zoom <laughs> Party you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> or the worst. I think it probably is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when will this go live on the podcast? On the 31st, the actual birthday. So 31st, the actual birthday. Fantastic. Well, thank you all for uh for coming. Thank you for having us, Danny. It's a real pleasure. Yay. Yay. Happy birthday, words Happy and nerds. Hey, in tomorrow for Tug and Marker. Yes. yes. <laughs> This is the latest any of us have ever been up, too. So this is- <laughs> I went to bed half an hour ago. You just didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>